Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez. And in this segment, I am going to discuss mitigating anxiety when it comes to planetary periods and tough transits. I know that we're having the transit of Mars and Rahu right now, and some people are getting a little freaked out, and I totally understand why. I think historically, I was like the queen of having anxiety over transits, and luckily, I've been able to uh, reduce some of that throughout the years. But I think it's totally natural to feel some anxiety and some anxiousness, but we're going to talk about ways to work with that. And the major takeaway from this podcast is remembering that, first of all, studying astrology is a double-edged sword, which we're going to talk about. And second, the only thing we have control over is how we respond to our environment. And that kind of comes with some harsh realities, but it ultimately reduces so much suffering and the potential of suffering. Okay. And so astrology being a double-edged sword, first of all, studying astrology is a superpower because we can see when tough transits are coming and we can prepare. We can do remedial measures to help mitigate the negative impact of the planetary forces. It can be mantra, planetary meditations. It can be yagyas, uh, getting a gemstone. And then the other edge is that we can get freaked out. We see a tough transit coming and then we start scrambling, you know, trying to prevent something negative from happening. And, you know, this can sound unfortunate, but I don't really think it's unfortunate. Um, But when that happens, when we start scrambling to try to prevent something from happening, we're trying to control our environment. We may be trying to control other people. We may be trying to control, you know, just the outcome of something. And we, the reality is that we cannot control other people. We can try to control them. And then by trying to control them, we end up wrecking the relationship. We end up doing manipulative things, treating them without respect. Because ultimately, that's what it is. When we're trying to control somebody else, and we're in a relationship, let's say we're in a relationship, and we really love, you know, we, we're going to use that word, even though it's not acting in love. But we really, quote, unquote, love this person, and because we love them so much, we can't let them leave us. So we're going to start trying to control their behavior to make sure they don't leave us. And that's going to turn into things like manipulation, and trying to stifle out their free will. When in reality, what real love would look like is I love this person. I understand that they are on their own unique path. And if they choose to continue walking this path with me, I feel so grateful, you know, and I embrace that fully. But if they choose to stop this path with me, that's, that is their mission in this world, you know, their karma And their sense of individuality is completely independent of me. And it's a hard thing to do. It is not an easy thing to do. I'm not saying that this is an easy thing. But with that release and that surrender, when we start viewing things that way, 
there is a peacefulness that comes with it because trying to control it doesn't feel good. It brings about so much anxiety if we're trying to control the outcome of something. And I'm going to talk more about that because trust and surrender, I feel, are the two key words to helping with the fear of negative transits. Um, And again, so first of all, planetary energy, the energy of Jupiter and Saturn and the sun and the moon, you know, they... They've been around since the dawn of time and their responsibility is to churn like almost the energy of karma in a way. And when we're studying astrology, we're really looking at the karma of time and like where we currently stand on this timeline. And there's nothing we can really do to stop them. If they want something to happen, something is going to happen. Okay, like, it's just the bottom line, I think that there's so much we can do to try to mitigate negative karma. And I really believe it works. I believe remedial measures work 100%. And I believe that there are things that we can do to become more in flow with their energy. But again, that's more like surrender, it's being soft. It's like, okay, I am listening to the universe. I am listening to these universal forces, I am going to try to surrender and fall into flow with them. But when we see something coming, and we try our hardest to fight against it, do you really think you're going to win? Do you really think you're going to win a battle against Saturn? You know, like it's, we have to be realistic with these things. And I think that instead of fighting against Saturn, and trying to overcome the energy of Saturn, Working with Saturn is going to be much more helpful. Working with the energy of Saturn. Being open to the teachings of Saturn. Saturn often teaches us the realities of life, you know, and it's not always easy. And I don't want to negate the suffering that can come in life, you know. There there are horrible things that happen to people and it definitely deserves like grieving and mourning and loss. Like I'm not saying that we should just accept everything that happens to us gleefully. That's not what I'm saying at all. But when we are constantly trying to control the environment around us, it really does lead to anxiety and being disturbed, having a feeling of disturbance The only thing that we will ever have full control over is ourself and how we respond to the environment around us. I used to have this teacher. um, Well, first of all, there's there's a quote by Patabi Joyce that's do your practice all is coming. And many people interpret that as do your practice and everything will come to you, you know, like enlightenment will come to you and truth with a capital T will come to you. And then a favorite teacher of mine, David Swenson, his interpretation of it was do your practice because all is coming, like everything in life is going to happen to you, you are going to experience happiness, you're going to experience joy and gifts, but you're also going to experience loss and injury and illness and loss of loved ones and detriment, you know. And despite if things are good or bad or neutral, we have to keep practicing. And to me, 
practice, it all leads to the same place, rather you're meditating or doing kundalini or practicing asana, like with yoga or reading sacred text and sitting in contemplation. What it's ultimately coming to is opening our eyes to the aware, opening our eyes and developing awareness of the universe and how it operates, and then composing ourselves in such a way that is in alignment with that reality. And so to put that into context, by virtue of being born, and you know, this isn't like super fun to hear, but this is the truth, okay? By virtue of being born, we are going to experience heartbreak. We are going to experience rejection. We will experience the death of loved ones. And ultimately, we will experience our own death. No one is going to make it out of here you know, in this human suit, right? The human suit that we're all in is going to change and transition over time. And we will all eventually pass into the next phase after our death, you know. And we could choose to get hung up on these things and try to make it out of life without ever suffering. (laughs) Wouldn't that be awesome to like make it out of this incarnation without suffering? Like it sounds really great. And it's just not the reality. And if we're really trying to control that, and we're really trying to not suffer at all, it's actually going to bring us suffering just by that control. And there's nothing we can do. You know, there's nothing we can do to escape that. But what we can do is focus on ourselves and how we respond to situations, how we compose ourselves in these situations. And for me, when I start feeling fear, when I start feeling the fear of loss, I turn that into urgency to embrace what I have in the moment. Okay, and I want everyone to be clear, like I've experienced a lot of death, I became I became comfortable with death very early in my life. Um, And I say comfortable with death, I mean, I, though I've experienced the death and loss of many people in my life who I loved very, very much. um, I'm not like totally comfortable with it. I'm not like, yeah, sure, death is fine. It's it's not that way. But I, I understand the reality of death. And when I see a tough transit, and it's like, let's just say relationships, like, oh, man, I see this transit coming, and I might lose a relationship, or my me and my partner may have issues. Rather than trying to control my partner, and make sure that we stay in this thing, I'm going to buffer it, I'm going to say, okay, I see this tough transit coming, I'm going to do what I can to try to support the relationship A. So let's get into couples coaching. Let's get into couples therapy. Let's start doing things together that's going to bring more harmony and connection because I see that this tough thing is coming and I want there to be support support systems in place. And maybe, you know, the planetary energy will pass. And because I did my work on myself in therapy and I did my work in the relationship and I really committed to it, maybe the energy will pass and it'll just be kind of like a, a tough time that we make it through. It's possible that despite my efforts, that the relationship ends. It is quite possible that that will be the final outcome. And with that acknowledgement, instead of trying to control this other person, 
and make sure that they stay in my life. It's I'm going to love this person urgently. I, it's possible that my time with them is finite. And so I'm going to respect them and serve them and cherish them and get time with them and appreciate every single waking moment with them. So I'm taking my anxiety and I'm turning it into this opportunity to enjoy. And one of my favorite teachers, Matab, I'm talking about all my teachers today. I love it. Oh, the moon is in Magha. Magha is all about tradition and lineage. I'm talking about all my male teachers. It's a very Magha energy. But anyway, um, he, he said, he's like, you know, every relationship is going to end. Either one of you is going to choose to leave or one of you is going to die. And it's harsh, you know, it's a harsh reality, but we can't live in the facade that everything is going to last forever. It's just not realistic. Um, and, you know, there's like a part of me that feels uncomfortable saying that because I really want to be uplifting and, and really positive, you know, but honestly, like, I, I feel like I am being positive because I am discussing the reality of our existence. You know, I mean, I don't want to lie. I don't want to sit here and be like, yeah, every relationship is going to last forever. And we're all, you know, bound by karma. And maybe we'll like move into the next life together. It's possible. That's 100% possible. But there's no guarantee that that is for sure going to happen, you know. And so instead of becoming debilitated by the possibilities of loss, instead of being debilitated by the possibilities that something is going to leave your life, I think that we can turn that into urgency to embrace and love and serve that aspect of our life. And so I use the aspect of a relationship, but what if it's our health? You know, health is a really hard one. What if we see a transit coming and we're so concerned about our health? I think that taking remedial measures for the planets is definitely always a wise choice. I believe that it does a lot to help. And then we can start working on our health, drinking a lot of water, exercising, embracing our body's vitality in the moment, using it to take a beautiful walk and using all of our senses on that walk, touching the trees, listening to the birds, seeing the lake, you know, like just indulging in what the physical body is capable of. And if you end up getting sick and you end up getting ill, it's not your fault. You know, like this is just something that is occurring. It's an event that is occurring. And by virtue of having a body, we're all going to get sick. You know, by virtue of having a body, we will all have to experience one day leaving our body. And when we live with urgency and we fully embrace what is happening right here, right now in ourselves and the experience that we're having with completely open arms and a completely open heart, while also understanding that these things are never ours to hold on to forever, I think that it can actually bring a great peace of mind. And I focus on this a lot, you know. Um, sometimes when I'm experiencing great deals of elation, I remind myself that I need to embrace the moment and also understand that happiness will pass and also understand that happiness will come again. You know, and when I'm suffering, I have to remind myself that suffering will pass and then I will be happy and then suffering will come again. It's just part of the ride. And I do just want to say, like, I understand that there are various circumstances and it's going to be 
different for everyone and everyone's path is different. And some people are born into lives where they have circumstances that I can't even fathom. And I just want to take that into consideration because this is my experience and this is what I've found to be helpful is instead of working on controlling the external circumstance, just working on myself and how I can control it because there's only so much control we have. And the best investment that we can make is in ourselves and how we respond if we respond gracefully. Also, this idea of non-attachment and not associating ourselves with a specific identity or finding self-worth in a specific identity. And what I mean by that is, again, like if we have something in our life that brings us a lot of joy, it is so profoundly important to embrace those things with urgency and love and appreciation and gratitude and at the same time knowing that we cannot make it last forever. Okay, and the idea of associating ourselves or um, finding self-worth through an identity like this is so important because there are so many roles that we're going to play throughout life. We're born and we're somebody's child. We're somebody's sibling. We become an honor student. We, you know, maybe we get a job out of high school and then we become a manager. Maybe we decide to go to college and then we get a PhD and then you become a CEO. You know, it's like there are roles that we are going to play and none of those roles are going to last forever. So when we For example, if I were to become a CEO of a company and I have a lot of power and a lot of respect because of that identity and I put all of my self-worth into that identity, when it's time to retire, you can bet believe that I'm going to be very disturbed. I mean, not everyone, but there are a lot of people who get caught up in this power trip and this trip of getting the respect of other people and feeling this... um, status and they put their self-worth into it and then by the time it's over there is suffering people fall into depression and uh, have identity crisis and this isn't wrong you know this is the type of environment that we're typically raised in but when you're following the spiritual path and when you're trying to cultivate more self-awareness and opening eyes to reality with a capital r It's being able to play those roles and being able to enjoy it. Like I am a CEO. I'm playing the role of a CEO. I'm really enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to embrace it. It's a gift. And I also understand that this isn't really who I am, you know, because at the basis of everything, there is this force within us that is connected to divinity and it connects all of us with equality. So no matter who we are, no matter what we look like, no matter what our socioeconomic status is or how powerful we are, you know, where we live on the globe, there is this force within us that is infinite and it has limitless potential and it has complete connection to the divine, you know, and there's nothing that can change that. There's nothing that can change your connection to divinity or the fact that you are a part of this 
cosmic fabric of the universe and that the universe cannot operate without you. And so I'm talking a lot about like non-attachment and being comfortable, you know, with things coming and going and moving in our lives and um, really standing in confidence that no matter what happens, you will know how to handle it when the time comes. You know, it's, it's working on ourselves to handle these things with grace and with compassion, um, not getting caught up in the ego of things, you know, having this surrender to the universe, doing our best, doing our best, and also having some element of surrender to the universe and understanding that blessings will come and go, sadness will come and go, devastation will come and go, and this is part of the human ride. Um, And then there's also this part of trust. I think that sometimes when bad things happen, we can feel like the universe is totally against us. And I know I've been there before where I was just like, man, the universe, I just feel totally left out. It's like all these other people are getting all these things and I'm just totally over here on the sidelines. And it took me time to learn that and trust that the universe loves me and wants me to be happy. And the universe loves you and wants you to be happy. And I know that it's not easy to believe all the time. And sometimes when we're suffering, we can get really far removed from that. And for a good reason, you know, it's always so much easier to say these types of things when things are going well. It's like when things are going poorly, that's when the doubt creeps in. And of course it does. It's so human. It's so human to feel that way. I just think that really trying to stay connected to that space and understanding that the ups and downs are going to be inevitable and we are going to see positive transits and we are going to see negative transits. And regardless of what we see, if we can operate from a space of integrity and respect and compassion and love, we've done everything we can within our power to produce a positive outcome. And, you know, the rest is up to the ethers. And I think that this could go for positive transits as well, because sometimes really good things happen to us. You know, we may be experiencing something where our career is just flourishing and our relationships are just flourishing, and we should totally indulge in that and also not allow it to become a part of our identity and what we associate to our worth, because there will be a time where maybe that area of our life isn't as good anymore. You know, it's going to have its ups and downs. And I think learning to embrace without attaching or identifying is one of the best ways to reduce potential suffering and also to reduce anxiety. Because again, if something really positive is in our life, sometimes then we have the fear of losing it. And if we can enjoy it without that attachment, we can manage to enjoy it with complete freedom and liberation, which is, again, a lot easier said than done. You know, this is philosophy that's been around since the dawn of time and people are still learning how to really embrace. So I hope that this was helpful. I think that this was more a tangent on non-attachment than anything else. In Sanskrit, it would be a parigraha is non-attachment. And 
again, it's like talking about not being attached to things. I think that there can be like a really cold nature to it. But instead of I'm detaching myself from the world, for me, it's I'm fully embracing everything around me with urgency in the here and now with full understanding it's not going to last forever and as transits come and go I'm going to be open and receptive to the blessings that come in and when it comes to harsh transits I can do my best to support myself I can do my best to support the people around me I'm going to take planetary um, remedial measures and I also understand that I cannot fight the powers of these forces and um, they are a part of me they run within me and I'm just going to do my best to work with them so I hope that this was helpful if you would like to schedule a reading with me you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com you can visit my website innerknowing.yoga please follow my instagram astrologynow underscore podcast and I would love to see you on patreon patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast again my name is Christine Rodriguez this is astrology now Thank you so much.